This is a reminder, you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. It is Encounter with God time here on The Breakfast Show. Uh-huh. We have text messages. We have mm-hmm. clues for our quiz. Uh-huh. We have a no, Bible Liam, study. Liam just kind of D- ditched us. He just ditched. He but ditched us. He might be back later. He might. All right, next clue for our quiz. All right, so this quiz is a person. We we both know who it is now. We do. I, so, oh, I just, well, I, I'm going to say, so I, I wrote uh, Silas. Okay, it's and not Silas. It's not Silas, which is, is crazy. It is not Silas. Okay, that really narrows it down because it's not Silas and it's not Paul. Because the like the clue is I travelled through Phrygia and there is literally a verse in the Bible, Acts chapter 16 and verse 6, that says Silas and Paul travelled through Phrygia. So you wrote this down with great I confidence. was like, I am so correct. I love this period of the Bible. It's probably like one of the periods that I'm most knowledgeable about. I love the book of Acts. And I was like, yeah, I got this in the bag and when shell shook her head i was like falling off my chair i just, like <laughs> i just been shot like i was like are you serious and, and i'm like showing her a, a wikipedia article i'm like look shell literally i'm showing her the bible verse she's like no nope, no you're just wrong and i'm like oh okay and then i'm like a, a minute later i wrote the right answer <laughs> but, <laughs> but right, okay time, we have time. another oh it's also not daniel david or barnabas so we've, okay those have all been eliminated all right so this person, they were faithful to the work of the Lord. They carried, sorry, they were faithful to the Lord. They carried out the Lord's work. They traveled through Phrygia and they had a Jewish mother and Greek father. Okay. If you know who that is. That, that's a big clue right there. That's a huge clue. Uh, have we got any anyone from bragging rights yet? No, no. No one for bragging rights. Okay. A ton of guesses, no bragging rights. Be the first one to win the prize or to win bragging rights this morning, and mm-hmm. there will uh, we have a prize available for yes, you. Yes, our prize is Last Day Events by Ellen G. White. Epic book. Epic, okay. epic And don't book. forget to save this number in your phone, 1-800-324-843, or text number 0491-064-669. Save mm-hmm. those numbers in your phone so that you are able to... Um, you're able to share those, and when you get the answer, you'll be right there ready to go. All right, let's uh, have a look at text messages here today. Let me see what we've got. Okay, this one. Uh, Thought from discussion on validity of ceremonies performed by people acting falsely. Ooh. I don't think God holds the sin of anyone else against you. Mm -hmm. In fact, the Bible says that. So, um, yes, you may well suffer the consequences of the sin of others, the sins of the fathers being visited on the third and fourth generation. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. But you will not be held personally responsible if you are acting in true belief and faith. I don't have a Bible verse for this. Oh, I do. Um, but base my thought on what I know of God's character of justice and mercy. So I'm going to help this uh, person out here. Let me just in my Bible over to this passage right here. Let me just find it. Where did it go? It's disappeared out of my Bible. I'm going to come back with it. I'm going to come back. I do have a Bible verse for you on this, and I thought mm-hmm. it was right here. I was sure it was right here. Maybe it's in the other book. Lyle's <laughs> well, racking one. his brain right now. Why is it not there? Is it a, te- a terrible feeling when you know it is something in the other one. and then you don't? It is in the other one. Okay. I was in Isaiah. It's in Ezekiel. Okay, yes. What does it say? 
Ezekiel chapter 18 and verse 20, The soul that sins it will die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father, neither mm-hmm. shall the father bear the iniquity of the son. Mm-hmm. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him, and the, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. Yes. So there's the Bible verse for it. There are several other Bible verses. In fact, in uh, Ezekiel chapter 18, what you're going to find is that God spends a little bit of time just dwelling on this subject and making it very, very clear that there is no such thing as you know original sin. Mm-hmm. You're not held guilty for what somebody else did. You're held guilty for what you did. Yes. And uh, you should not be held guilty for what you know something that you have had nothing to do with. We have a movement in our world today that seems to apply original sin to just about everything that is either wrong or right with the world. But anyway, mm-hmm. so there's a Bible verse. Very good comment right there. Thank you for sending that one yeah, through. Good stuff. Um, somebody else has texted through to say, fascinating history. Thank yeah. you. Oh, on the, the Royal Flying Doctor service? Yep. Uh, this Dude, was founded by uh, a Presbyterian pastor. Yes. Okay. Then on the story about the Jesuits, I knew this one would get some comments. Oh, let's go. Uh, the, let's Jesuit, go. the Jesuit order over the centuries has been expelled from every country they infiltrated. I'd say every country that they were caught infiltrating. Yes. Uh, because they caused havoc wherever they went under the name of Christianity. The history of the Jesuits is just fascinating. It's and and nobody hectic. knows it today. Nobody realizes. They're just, they're, everyone says it's like, well, they're just educators. Yes, they are. There's no such thing as just being an educator. Mm. Uh, you change the educational system, you've changed society. Mm. It's there, the most powerful force that there is in the world. There's also like some instances. Oh, you need to watch the movie Silence if you haven't seen it, or Silence or In the Silence. It's it's about uh, Jesuit priests who go to Japan during the anti-Christianity period over there when they banned it and the suffering that the people go through. It's actually, it's a really, really good high-budget movie starring like the guy who played Desmond Doss in uh, Axel Ridge. But yeah. Anyway, they connected themselves, they connected themselves to the kings of the world, the leaders uh, to convert them to Catholicism. Well, there's, you know, if you're a Roman Catholic, there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Um, But it's very much a wrong thing to uh, unite church and state. Uh, the military arm of the popes. That's an interesting fact that a lot of people don't realize, that they mm-hmm. are actually a paramilitary organization. And even if you look at their organizational structure, you'll find that the head of the Jesuits is called the general. Yes. Superior general. Um, and it's got military. It was, it was a movement that was founded by a Spanish general. Yes. Who was wounded in battle, incapacitated, unable to ever fight in battle again, and so he decided to fight the battles of the Lord and started the Counter-Reformation. Mm. Fascinating history. All right, don't get me started on that. I'll be here all morning. Okay. <laughs> um, he recommends the books uh, on the history of the Jesuits by Avro Manhattan, mm. and uh, I've read those books as well. Very, very interesting reading right there. So I think that's what we've got for text messages. Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. We've got one more. We've got one more. We've got one more. This one's a little bit tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. About uh, washing our bodies with CO2. With, um, with, with carbon, <laughs> carbon emissions. What a great idea. Please add another poison to our bodies. Oh. <laughs> they would do anything to increase our lifespan while washing our bodies. How good of them. <laughs> I detect a little bit of sarcasm right there, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait! What was the word? So it's like they'll do anything to poison us. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, that's so funny. That's so epic. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> there you go. There so you go. I guess. So what's the solution then? Just, just don't bathe. I do know people who bathe without soap. Mm-hmm. Ever. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. They don't smell. 
Oh, but they never use soap. This is, but they do bathe twice a day. Okay, just you know, like it's probably it's probably the healthiest way to do it. I don't want to spend lots of time dwelling on my shower habits, but like I I use like shampoo for my hair, but that's about it. And then I just use deodorant, and I I smell good. Some people just use deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> Some people don't even bathe, <laughs> and that is. Very bad. All right, Lyle. Yes. What are we doing now? We're reading a Bible passage. Yeah, let's go. We were talking earlier about defending Christianity. Mm-hmm. And you watched a documentary last night which was called? Uh, it was called American Gospel. American Gospel. Um, I've also watched that same documentary. It is full on in how it exposes the corruption of Christianity. Mm-hmm. And so often I think as Christians we default to being the how should I put it, the apologists for all forms of Christianity because it's our tribe Mm. and we defend our tribe and we shouldn't. Mm. We see corruption in our tribe. We should expose the corruption that's in our tribe and we should call it out for what it is. You see, in the Bible, the Bible says that the closer we get to the end of time, the more corrupt Christianity will become Mm. and it will be described as Babylon the Great. Yes. In other words, the worst organization on the earth. Mm. That should be our expectation in relationship to Christianity and religion as a whole. So often I find people who are spiritual but won't have anything to do with religion because of the corruption that comes with it. And so often when I meet people like that because I want to win them to Christ, I end up trying to defend Christianity along the way. And yet why would I do that when the Bible says that the most corrupt organization that is in the world at the end of time will be Christianity. Yeah, wow. You know, read Revelation chapter 18, Re- yeah. Revelation 17 and 18, and that's what the Bible says. And so we should, you know, this passage that we have to study today is all actually all about that. Mm. And it comes down to our personal connection with Jesus Christ. Mm. We need to have that for ourselves as individuals while we expect organized religion to collapse around us. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so let's head over to Isaiah chapter 3. This is where we're going to start reading from, and we're going to start reading in verse 17. I've got a bit of a passage here for you this morning, Lawson. Uh huh. It's a pretty heavy passage. Yeah. It's about God's church. I'm keen. And not only is it about God's church, it is about God's church at the end of time. All right, so Isaiah... It's not going to be immediately apparent that it's the end of time, but as we go further down through the passage, you will see this is all about the end of time. So start reading in verse 17 through to the end of the chapter. All right, Isaiah chapter 3, verse 17, the Bible says, So the Lord will send scabs on her head. The Lord will make beautiful Zion bald. On the day of judgment, the Lord will... Let me just stop there for a moment. Within this passage, Zion, Jerusalem, is a symbol of God's church. Yes. Just just putting that out there, um, we'll look at that. The moment. And it's also referred to as a woman, too. Yes. Mm. A woman is God's church. Okay, let's so go. So this is a scab. She gets a scab. That's pretty, gr- that's pretty gross. All right. On ahead. Continuing on, verse 18, the Bible says, On that day of judgment, the Lord will strip away everything that makes her beautiful, ornaments, headbands, crescents, uh, crescent necklaces, earrings, bracelets, and veils, scarves, ankle bracelets, sashes, perfumes, and charms, rings, jewels, party cloths, gowns, capes, and purses, mirrors, fine linen, garments, head ornaments, and shawls. 
instead of... Okay, well, well, let's stop there for a moment. Let's just comment on this a little oh, bit. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Does this give you an impression of a church that is fabulously wealthy? Yeah, if they uh, have all these things that yes. are taken away. Yeah, of course. I mean, this is talking about the ancient world mm. where people sort of only ever owned one piece of clothing mm. as a general rule, but this is God's church that is absolutely dripping with wealth. Does this does this reminiscent of anything you were watching last night? <laughs> oh, bro. When, they're talk- bro, when they're talking about like... Uh, can I just say people's names? Is that yeah, fine? Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. When they're talking about like Benny Hinn driving into like the the Burj, however you pronounce it, like the six star hotel. No, 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 no. The okay. six star, the one that's shaped like a sail. Okay. The six star hotel in um in Dubai, and he, they're like driving in there in Bentleys, um, you know, on their way to preach a a healing crusade and all that stuff. It's like, oh my god, oh this my is, goodness. This is, this is a description of Christianity today. Yeah, isn't it? it's it's fabulously Ouch. wealthy. Ouch. Mm. I love it. And, and all these things, like, oh, describe so many things here that can all be worn at the same time. Like, just imagine how, like, yeah, it's just dr- bogged down by this innumerable A display, a display of, an obscene display of wealth. Mm. And when I look at so many TV evangelists today, I see, you know, evangelists and sets that are a display of an obscene amount of wealth mm. <laughs> while I get on there and beg for more money. There's an Instagram page that puts up like infographic pictures of like screenshots of pastors and then like outlines how much all their clothes cost. And they're like wearing like $800 shoes and like $600 tops and all this stuff. Anyways, we'll, con- we'll continue on here. Uh, verse 24, instead of smelling of sweet perfume, she will stink. She will wear a rope for a sash her elegant hair will fall out. She will wear rough burlap instead of rich robes. Shame will replace her beauty. The men of the city will be killed with the sword and her warriors will die in battle. The gates of Zion will weep and mourn. The city will be like a ravaged woman huddled on the ground. That's yikes. Oh, serious stuff. This is what God has to say about prosperity gospel. Mm Mm-hmm. This is this is this is exactly what this is about right here. Mm-hmm. Okay, you think that last verse is heavy? Mm-hmm. You should read the next verse. All right, verse one. In that day, so few men will be left that. No, 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 no. Let me read it from my translation. Okay, forget the NLT. Okay, you got to hear this. You got to hear this. This right. is this is heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, and in that day, seven women will take hold of one man, saying, "We will eat our own bread." And wear our own clothing, only let us be called by your name to take away our reproach. Okay, let's stop and think about this verse here for a minute. Mm. It's rich with symbolism. Yes. What does a woman woman symbolize in Bible prophecy? What does seven symbolize? Uh, Completeness. Completeness. So this is God's church. It is God's complete church. And what does God's church, and we're going to come to this in the next couple of verses, what does God's church do at the end of time, the Bible says? They go to one man. Now, we've got to identify who the one man is. Mm -hmm. This one man is easy to identify because he has the power to take away their reproach. Mm -hmm. Who's that? Christ. That's Christ. So you've got God's church who comes to Christ at the end of time and says, look, 
We'll eat whatever we want to eat. We'll wear whatever we want to wear. Just let us be called by your name to take away our reproach. Mm. In other words, we'll eat anything. We will wear anything. We will live in luxury. We will. We, we just want to live however we want, however we please. Just let us be called Christians so that we can be forgiven of our sins and have eternal life. Ooh, this is the prosperity. I said this was a heavy verse. It sticks the knife in and then twists it. This is, this is the word of God, sharper and powerful than a two-edged sword, and it's cutting. Now, the easy thing is for you and I to sit here, Lawson, and to talk about this by looking out at Christianity yeah. and to watch a documentary like you watched last night, which really exposes the absolute cesspit of corruption that Christianity has become. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we're very thankful that we're not like them, right? Well, Lyle, the reality <laughs> is, you know, because the the point here isn't like, isn't... Um, you know, you don't need to be fabulously wealthy to be a sinner. That's right. Is the reality you don't need to have a rich church for it to be a corrupt church. Absolutely. What we see here is that what's being stripped from these people, as we as we read before, is the things that they hold value in yes. on this world. And then what they're saying to God is we will do our own thing and still be like, you don't need to be rich to do that. In fact, God's problem isn't luxury or ri- riches. Because there are fabulously wealthy people in the Bible. We've been studying through Joseph about... Joseph of Arimathea. Who was a... Wealthiest man in Jerusalem. Wealthiest man in Jerusalem, a disciple of Christ. Yes. And, you know, I, I, I preached about this on the weekend, you know, principles of stewardship and what good stewardship actually looks like. Good stewardship doesn't look like looking poor or being poor. Good stewardship is using your means to further God's purpose. Yes. And you can do that... Looking good. You can do that in so many different ways. It's what God calls you to. It's how Jesus works in your heart because it's clear from the Bible that having means and riches isn't a problem. No, but the problem is using our means and riches or anything and anything. You don't have to be rich to this. How? Because I know this, this is, you know, I've experienced this in my life as a Christian person. You can use anything to not come to God in humility. Like you can use mm. anything um, to supplement the gospel, you know, uh, that God has given us, which is one of repentance and submission to Him. Yes, you can use anything. It doesn't, you know, we we can use our computers, our phones, our pride, our activities, our jobs, literally anything we can put before God. It doesn't just say you know we don't have to just be rich and famous to do it. So we can we can we can read these passages and we can very very easily and clearly apply them to the prosperity gospel. That's yeah. not hard. Uh huh. The hard part is applying them to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And there's no point us reading this. We're not a part of the prosperity gospel. There's no point us reading this in the context of the prosperity gospel because we're not there. We need to read it in our context Mm -hmm. where we are. We need to apply this to ourselves today. You as a listener, you need to apply this to yourself today because this is... This is God's message to you. I, I just love that, you know, and it gives us a clear thing. It's like, let us eat our food and let us wear our clothing. You know, what are the things, like when I think of food, food, it's like consumption. I don't want to go on like some anti-Netflix rant or whatever, like, because that's what oh, people, no, 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 no. Like, I don't want to because I don't believe that that's appropriate. You know, people always say, oh, because I stop watching Netflix, da, da, da. It's literally like. It's so much bigger than Netflix, what we consume. Yes. It's yes, so yes. much bigger than Netflix. It's yes. so much like it is the lives that we live. It, you know, it, 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 
it sh- it says here food, but then it further says clothing. You know, what we surround ourselves with, what we clad ourselves with, what we, like clothing, for example. The things that give us security. Exactly. Exactly. What, you know, what do we sustain from and the things that give us security. That's what it's talking about here. And it's, yeah, it's so much bigger. Like people want to go take, always take this, put it out of modern context, like, you know, you what do you call it? Newspaper prophecy. They're like, oh, it's phones, it's Netflix, it's this and that and the other. No. Or literally, ed- like, outside of the Ten Commandments, like, which is so clear, like these principles on, you know, what is wrong and what is right. Everything is either good or bad, depending on how we use it. Indeed it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we're going to come back. This is all sort of like super heavy. The next verses are going to reverse this, and they're going to show us um, hope in the times in which we live. Amen. This is Forbes Family with These Are They. That was the Forbes family with These Are They. You're listening to The Breakfast Show and Liam is back. I'm back. Sorry, guys. Just had to duck out for a bit. <laughs> See your testimony over at the school. How did it go? I did. Well, actually, I, I ended up changing it last minute to uh, to something else. I still shared like something I, th- I thought was pretty powerful, but I um, I chose to, to... I did a... Last year, Lyle, uh, when I was here, you showed... Uh, it was when Minnie was here, you showed us a little bit of a magic trick. Okay. With, with a cup and a coin. Yes, that was good fun. Yeah. <laughs> I have used that so many times and I used it again today. 
So thank you for that. Fantastic. <laughs> and you had all the kids with their eyes bogging out of their heads? No, I had uh, their staff. Oh, the staff. Yeah. The staff. Well done. It was staff worship, and I chose to – I mentioned Esther chapter 4, verse chapter four, verse 14, which talks about um, working from where you are. Um, so, you know, they're, they've been put here. The other person hasn't been put in this position. They've been put in this position. And uh, just empowering them to, to work from where they're at. Cool. So, yeah. Fantastic Dude, stuff. Epic. Let's, Let's have another clue for our quiz. Anyone won the prize yet? No, we're getting a shake of the head from Producer Shell. I did hear that someone got it, though. Did you get it? Yes. We, yeah, we both, we got both got it. You both got it. We've uh-huh. both got it. After much deliberation I got it first. and panic and heartache. First. Oh, like over here. It was, I, got, I, I had it first. Oh, it was I don't want to explain. <laughs> oh, I just want to say the answer, but I don't. Okay. All right, let's have another clue, guys, see if you can get it from this one. <laughs> All right. Let's have so, some fun here today. Uh, this person was faithful to the Lord. They carried out the Lord's work. They traveled through Phrygia. They had a Jewish mother and a Greek father, and Paul circums- circumcised them. It was post-Paul, after Paul. Post-Paul. Well, yeah, during the period of... Well, during, sorry, yeah, that's what I meant. All right, so who was it? If you know the answer, then the numbers to call are... 1-800-324-843, or you can text us at 0491-064-669 with the correct answer, and you'll win the book Last Day Events by Ellen White. Oh, cool. Cool prize. Dude, very appropriate prize. Yes, that's what we're talking about right here. Okay, so mm-hmm. what we're going to go do is we're going to go back to Isaiah chapter 4 now. So we mm-hmm. finished chapter 3. We read the first verse of Isaiah 4. We are now going to read, well, we probably end up reading the whole chapter of Isaiah chapter 4. But what the Bible does is a very sharp and sudden flip. Mm-hmm. So the Bible has been talking about the incredible apostasy of God's church at the end of time. And this is where you're going to find the end time context coming through. And it's going to do this massive flip from talking about apostasy to talking about holiness. Mm. Because you could read this first part here and you could say Christianity is corrupt. Christianity, religion is the problem on earth. This is, you know, the disaster that we are dealing with. And you could come to all of those conclusions. Uh, you know, Christianity is just, it's just all about control. Mm. It's about controlling people. And this is what the Bible is saying. This is what Christianity would be like at the end of time. Christianity is all about just controlling people so you can take their money. Mm-hmm. That's what we read so far. But now you're going to find that not all of Christianity is like that. Yes. Let's flip the coin and let's look at what's on the other side. Liam, why don't you read for us? Ah, uh, verse 2. Please. Of chapter 4? Yeah, verse uh, 2 and 3. Verse, two, verse and three. 2 and 3 of chapter 4. The Bible says, But in the future Israel, the branch of the Lord, will be lush and beautiful, and the fruit of the land will be the pride of its people. All those whose names are written down, who have survived the destruction of Jerusalem, will be a holy people. Okay. In my translation... Instead of saying in the future, it says in that day. Yeah, so does mine. Yeah, okay. In oh, that day. in that day, in that day. Yeah. That gives it some really important context, and I'll, I'll tell you why it gives it some important context. Because what you've got is you've got the absolute corruption of Christianity at the same time as you have pure Christians. Mm-hmm. So they are contemporary with each other. Yes. So in that day, in that day when Christianity is incredibly corrupt, there will also be a remnant of pure Christianity. The same reality is explained in the book of Revelation 13 and 14, where it presents, you know, it goes through chapter 12 and then specifically chapter 13, and it's like these will be, you know, the players at the end of time, and it's literally corrupt Christianity. Christianity. That's right. And then chapter 14, it's God's answer. 
Yes. But there will be, you know, the 144,000, they'll stand with the lamb, you know, and there will be no deceit found in them, you know, his holy people. And you've got that sort of repeat and enlarged thing coming through because in chapter 12 you've got the origin of Christianity, then you've got the corruption of Christianity, the persecution of Christianity by Christians, and then it ends off with the remnant who keep the mm. commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus mm. Christ. And so this is the remnant content, the, the remnant motive that is is, uh, is coming through right here. Mm. And the Bible says, you know, the branch of the Lord, that's God's church, um, will be beautiful and glorious and... Uh, the fruit of the earth shall be exceedingly beautiful for those that are escaped of Israel, um, those that are, those that are left in Zion. So here, what, notice what it says here in verse three: It shall come to pass that he that is left in Zion, Zion is symbol of God's church. He that is left in God's church, mm. that is the remnant uh, motif mm. right there. The Bible over and over and over again talks about those that remain, those that are left, the remnant. Mm. Those that are true in their hearts to God, we can't tell who they are right now because we can't read a person's heart. Mm. But God can. And it says the fruit of the land will be the pride and the glory of all who survive Israel. We'll be able to see them by their fruits too. Yes. Bible mm. says, by their fruits you shall know them. Mm. And so once again, if you look at the documentary that you were looking at last night and you simply ask, what kind of fruits am I seeing here? Mm. By their fruits you will know them. Yeah. All right, let's continue reading on. We've got a couple more verses here that we can get through. Um, four and five, please, Liam. All right, chapter four, verse four and five, the Bible says, uh, The Lord will wash the will of the whole, of a holy people. Hang on, I got two lines mixed up. I the, thought so. <laughs> the Lord will wash the moral filth from the woman of Jerusalem. He will cleanse Jerusalem of its bloodstains by a spirit of judgment and burns like fire. That burns like fire. Then the Lord will provide shade for Jerusalem, and all who assemble there, there will be a canopy of smoke and cloud throughout the day, and clouds of fire at night, covering mm. the glorious land. And I'll just wrap up with verse 6. It will, it will be a shelter from daytime heat and a hiding place from storms and rain. Oh, that is such an epic passage. It is. Because that, this is just a full-on throwback right here. Yeah, yes. I was just going to say, that sounds very, very familiar. It I've, does. I've, I've heard that somewhere before. <laughs> <laughs> it does. That takes you straight back to the wilderness yep. and the cloud and the smoke and Over the pillar of fire and the wilderness. Yep. Mm. Okay, so let's, let's, let's highlight a couple of points here. Mm-hmm. The Bible in this passage, talking about the remnant, speaks about the judgment. Mm-hmm. So we know that this is talking about the time of the judgment. Mm-hmm. Not only that, it goes further than that. It talks about the time when God's people are purified and made clean. And notice what it says, there will be a tabernacle, this is in verse 6, for a shadow in the daytime from the heat and a place of refuge, a covering from storm and from rain. Mm. Mm. Now, when the Bible talks about a refuge, Mm. that takes your mind back immediately to Psalms chapter 91. Yes. And Psalms 91, you know, hiding under the shadow of the Almighty Mm. during the time of plague. Mm. Thousands shall fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand. No plague will come near your dwelling place, the Bible says. That language is talking the very, very end. So Mm. now we're moving right through to the seven last plagues just before Jesus comes back, and the Bible says that there will be a cloud. The Bible says that the, the temple at that time in Revelation 15 is filled with smoke. Mm. No man's able to enter into the temple. 
Why? Because it's full of smoke, and that smoke is symbolic of the protection of God's people during this period where God stands up as their defense and he says, like, this is my people, this is my remnant. And he, he is going to be there to defend them right to the very end. So many things that we could draw out of this particular passage right here and what a fantastic contrast that we have. You know, when the Bible talks about the corruption of Christianity, it can be very discouraging. But right here, we have the win. Old and young saints of every history Great and small angels all in seraphim Grab a hand, twirl a dance, circle up and worship Him Hear the hum of angel curiosity Children of the Lord are gathering Finally the day we've all been dreaming of Caught up forever in His love Circle up, circle up around the throne Old and young saints of every history Great and small angels all in seraphim Grab a hand, twirl a dance, circle up and worship Him. Grab a hand, twirl a dance, circle up and worship Him. Hear the thunder of unfolding wings. Feel the mighty wind there beating. Rain your grateful tears and flood the floor Rise up and worship like a storm Circle up, circle up around the throne Old and young saints of every history Great and small angels all in seraphim Grab a hand, twirl a dance, circle up and worship Now hear his golden voice above it all He's saying this tear is the last to fall A few simple words, another storm he calls Invites us all to his arms Circle up, circle up Circle up, circle up around the throne. 
Hey there, dudes and dudettes. This is Robbie. And I'm Tash from Real Faith. If you'd like to have a more vibrant walk with God, then come join us from 3.30 to 5.30 every Thursday hour to hear fresh stories of God working in real people's lives. Digging deep into the scriptures and having a fun time. We'll We'll see you there. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. There was a rift between us at that point, and it sort of grew over the years, and I became resentful of her in many ways, and then the difficulty probably lasted close to four or five years. This week on Signs of the Times Radio. As we grow up, we respect our parents, but then hits this phase in our lives where we think we know more than our parents, Mm. and then later on, our relationships heal with our parents when we realize we don't. Signs of the Times Radio on Faith FM. Check your schedules for airing times or listen to past episodes on the podcast page at faithfm.com.au. I love my God but with no love of mine For I have none to give I love thee Lord but all the love is thine For by thy life I live And I am as nothing I rejoice to be Emptied and swallowed up Thou Lord alone art all thy children need And there is none beside From thee the streams of blessedness proceed In thee the blessed abide Fountain of life And all abounding grace Our source, center and our dwelling Welcome back, everybody. We're about to have a question of the day, but we have a winner for yes. the clue for Shout the pre-quiz. Shout out, Michael from Kurumong, killing yes. it, getting the answer right. Of course, the answer was Timothy. It was. Timothy. And it, oh, man. So, like, yeah, the Bible literally says Paul and Silas went through the region of Phrygia, and I was like, 
It's got to be Silas. And 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 and, and uh, Lawson is sitting here with book, chapter, and verse ready to just spit it out. Yeah, and then Shell shakes her head. No, I'm, I'm like <laughs> crying. <laughs> but I've got, yeah, Timothy, you know, the other clues fit with Timothy too. Timothy you know, also went to Phrygia. And he carried on the Lord's work and had a, you know, Jewish and Greek mother and father. And why not? But, okay, let's check it out. All right. It is come time for... Question of the day. Wait, what all right. That? That, was, uh, that was my brother Eli. <laughs> Go, Eli. Well <laughs> when done. did you record that? Uh, that was last year, uh, in mid-December. I had my family come down to, to Newcastle, and um, I had I got them all to come in, and they all did one each. Um, and yeah, shout out Eli. That's the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I just was not expecting it. Oh, that was awesome. All right, question of the day. Yes. Well, why are the maps in the Bible different to the tribes that come from the sons of Jacob? Okay, so if you turn to your maps in the back of your Bible. Not in Google. No, the maps in the back <laughs> of the Bible. And look at the map that lists the, lists the nation of Israel under the 12 tribes in the land of Canaan. And what you're going to find there is you're going to find the tribe of Dan, the tribe of Asher, uh, Asa, the tribe of Naphtali, Zebulun, Issachar, Manasseh, Gad, Ephraim, Benjamin, Reuben, Judah, and Simeon. 12 tribes in total. However, those are not the sons of Jacob because Jacob had Joseph. You don't find that listed here. Jacob also had Levi. You don't find that listed here. But when you go to Revelation chapter 7, you can read the 12 tribes of Israel. And in Revelation chapter 7, you are going to find that Joseph is listed there and Levi is listed there. So Mm. what's going on? What What is happening here? Okay, so there's a couple of things that uh, we need to consider. First of all, if we go back to the 12 tribes of Israel, we find that God took the tribe of Levi, separated the tribe of Levi out, and separated them out for the work of the priesthood. And so they were to be the priests, the pastors, the social workers, etc., for the entire nation, the educators, and that was what their tribe was for. As a result of that, they were not given land. They were just given six cities and their job was to, or their income was to be provided by the tithes and offerings that were returned to the temple. And so that's where the tribe of Levi comes from, a very, very advanced civilization where you have an entire uh, portion of the population, one-twelfth of the population that is dedicated to nothing but the spiritual and educational and um Social needs of the community. What ancient what ancient nation ever had that? Yeah, well, a professional ministry and a professional um, education. N- you know, no one in that era had anything like that. So it was absolutely marvelous. And so what that did was that it left you with eleven tribes. Now, of course, that problem was solved by taking Joseph's tribe and dividing it in two. And Joseph had two sons. Their names were. Ephraim and Manasseh. And so you do not find that amongst Jacob's sons there is Ephraim and Manasseh. He never gave birth to those boys. They are Joseph's sons. Neither did Joseph because he was a male. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but you're getting part you're skipping <laughs> you're distracting. Yeah, yeah. All right. Getting back to what we're what we're actually talking about right here. So you find that yes, Joseph doesn't actually that's why there's no tribe of Joseph here. 
When you go to the book of Revelation and you read about the 144,000, those that are alive on earth just before Jesus comes back, and they're spoken of very symbolically here as coming from the 12 tribes of Israel, what you find is that spiritual Israel also has 12 tribes. But the 12 tribes of spiritual Israel match the original sons of Joseph. They don't match the reality in the land of Palestine. There's a couple of reasons for that. Dan is missed out. Whereas I say, no, no, the spiritual Israel doesn't match exactly. Yeah, okay, but Dan is missed out and Ephraim is missed out. Why? Dan was typically the tribe that led Israel into apostasy. They would start it. They were a small tribe and they'd kind of kick it off. They'd start worshipping idols and then they would infect the rest of the nation. Ephraim, being the biggest and the most powerful, would come along and make it state policy. And so they would actually have the muscle to enforce, you know, idolatry right across the board. And so they're missed out from spiritual Israel.
You're listening to David Phelps with As The Deer. We've come to the end of the show, which means we are about to give something away. Of course, if you missed it, the answer for the quiz was Timothy. And we've been having a bit of a debate over here off air as to whether Alexander the Great was... Macedonian or you know, Greek? Macedonian or Greek? Well, ah, you know, there are, because there are very there are many Macedonians who uh, who die on that hill. They they make the point. Look, you know, there are Greeks who die on that hill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we have a book to give away this morning. We do, L- Lyle. Yes, Lyle. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, if we were a television show, we would. It would be so entertaining oh. right now because I can't get my headset. L- yeah, Lyle's <laughs> off Struggle Street with his headset. But, okay, we have a book to give away. It is called Our Stories, Our God by Stephen P.S. This is an epic book. The reason it's an epic book and the reason I selected it is because we were talking all about the Royal Flying Doctor Service in our interview section, how that was created by a, a pastor, essentially. And this book is all about the way that God works in God worked in people's lives, specifically, you know, First Nations people and all these things in the outback. Yes. So epic, amazing book, the the work that God was doing in Australia around that time. If you want this book, give us a call 1-800-324-843, or you can text us at 0491-064-669, and you can get it completely for free. Fantastic. So give us a call right now. Once again, 1-800-FAITH-FM, be the first caller through. Um, or text us on 0491-064-669 as we go through this day. Don't forget that we always like to encourage you to spend time with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. God be with you till we meet again. By his counsel's God uphold you, with his sheep securely fold you.